In this episode, we discuss single white female for tweens, the roommate. And remember to stop by www.flophousepodcast.com for information about our live Flophouse event. Welcome to the Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalin. We're all back again. Hey guys, I want, uh, don't mean to interrupt you, Dan. But, <laughs> okay, uh, sure. I have. I mean, you did. Derailed instantly. <laughs> right oh, yeah. off the bat. I this is have the train. Something. The penny was on the track. <laughs> apparently, under the train when it started. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? A fucking penny and a dinosaur again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll get there. We'll get okay, there. Okay, anyway, so uh, I just want to share something with uh, like you guys mm-hmm. and you know our listeners at home or in their car going to their you know boring <laughs> day job. They're listening to this our on Satellite friends. XM. Yeah, they're uh, they're going on their uh, their daily commute to podcast their pals, their, their grind podcasts. their uh, their boring jobs. Wow. Um, I just got uh, I just got a new job, guys. Okay. Um, oh wow! Just wanted to be you know okay. everybody. Everybody already seemed excited about uh-huh. their jobs. Uh, I just got a job at uh, The Daily Show. That, <laughs> really? That, yeah. That's does great. not seem right. That's that great, seems... Stuart. No, yeah, I did. What are you going to be doing there? I am an animal wrangler. We needed one. We've needed <laughs> one for a not, long time. I, a lot of dogs. Uh, it was mainly right. scorpions. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they all kinds of animal wrangling. Bathing. Uh, Bathing scorpions, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like using a toothbrush on their shells. Yeah, of course, and I mean, a little I, bit of sanitizer fluid. I have not been paying attention <laughs> for the past week or so, but that doesn't seem correct. I don't it's, think that's, I believe him. It's a variety show. You, uh, you've probably sure. seen it before. It's the Daily Show. <laughs> a lot it's a nice music or variety show. A lot of scorpion acts. It's on Hulu, I think. <laughs> yes, that's. Are, are you sure you're not just taking care of our in-house band, the Scorpions? <laughs> uh, I well, I do that too, but that's because they. I'm are... not being paid for that. <laughs> oh, okay. I just do that because uh, I am a Scorpions mega fan. Mega fan. You can mm. name more than one of their songs. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Such as? Rock You Like a Hurricane. Yeah, that's, that's the that's one. one. Okay, and another one. <laughs> and uh, uh, Dust in the Wind. I don't, <laughs> don't think that's a Scorpion song. Yeah, it's, uh, wait, it was of, when they called themselves wait, Kansas. Winds of, <laughs> winds of Change? Is that uh Winds of Chains? Winds of, <laughs> of chains. That must be the most dangerous storm in the world. Uh, winds of chains whipping wind, around. The wind of change. The winds of change. I don't know Is what you're talking about. I so, think they have three songs: "Rock Me Like a Hurricane," "Scorpions," the song, and "Scorpions 2, the other song. Okay. And I, the "Scorpions," the song goes "Scorpions." We're the scorpions. Scorpions. It's like that over and over again. Okay. I mean, we have we have a little more time. <laughs> We've got go. a lot. <laughs> we have nothing but time on this podcast. So, There's nothing scheduled. <laughs> So I just want to bring that up okay. mainly to get congratulations. the congratulations. Yep, congratulations. To get Thanks, Ellie. Sure. There is no announcement. You have taken the thunder. I any am. other announcement would seem so pitiful. Tune into the Daily Show. You'll see if okay. you see any animals. That's uh, Stuart mine. will be all probably wrangled. You'll see a, probably Stuart's hand reaching in from out of the corner, holding a peanut butter sandwich up to a member of the band, the Scorpions. Yeah, you'll to pro- get them to keep playing. <laughs> Um, if if there's a scar on my hand, it's probably the scar I got playing flag football um, <laughs> with scorpions. With it, yeah, well, their flags are very tiny on their little carapaces. Yeah. 
It's hard to pull them off without getting stung. I like to call it a carapace. Okay, well, that's fair. I mean, you know, it's the same thing, but it, it just sounds cooler. I mean... Yeah, like, the, like a Gartham's carapace in Dark is, Crystal. There's not a single word cooler than exoskeleton. It. Uh, all right, hold on. Let's take a break for this siren outside. Just all imagine where it could be going. It's just more New York realism. Yeah. Uh, you know, it would wait, seem... Wait. Siren. Okay. It's probably and siren. Man, okay. we're good. Keep going. Uh, you know, it would seem churlish of me to make an announcement at this point, but uh, yeah. Why don't we just get right to the meat of the flop? Well, the roommate. Just, it okay. seems that starring Minka. Crazy I mean, and <laughs> Elliot <laughs> Meat and Beister. <laughs> Elliot has and deliberately one upped me on Cam several Minkus. occasions. Cam Gajanjit. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know if I would say I one upped you. You would be like, oh, like I went camping and it was fun. And I'd be like, I was at the Emmys and I won mm-hmm. one. Or you'd be like, oh, you know, I met this guy. You know, you hadn't heard of him, but he, I've been a fan of his music. And I'd be like, well, I fist bumped the president. Sure. Well, I, I, some would argue that's the definition of one-upping. I but don't think so. It's more like a hundred-upping. I mean, I feel like... Like a hundred better than you. Stuart has thrown down a I think Elliot's joke was funnier than yours, too. I don't mean <laughs> to throw... I don't mean <laughs> Thank to, you, sir. I, you know, that's kind of well, he's been a writer for The Daily Show for quite some time. Who? The Daily Show. <laughs> No, who's been a writer for the Daily Show? You said who, and you said the Daily Show, which is not a person. (laughs) Elliot's been a writer. Oh yeah, yeah. for the Daily Show for quite some time, so he's good at. Yeah. Wait, we work on the same show? You, yeah. You didn't realize that? No, guys, I didn't. I interviewed you for the guys. job. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Why guys. do you wear a mustache? Uh, so they asked me to do that. So okay, I and be... a hat. More well. on hats later. <laughs> Damn. And there will be more um, on hats later. No, I just wanted. Uh, I, I just want to let you know that I. I hey, Stuart, did you get a haircut? Okay. You're looking really good. Nope, I just did. I uh, just put some water in it when I went to the bathroom. Mm, tip Here's for the, the pros. Thing. Stuart. Stuart is. Stuart sets up a bit. <laughs> Pro tip. Stuart, Stuart really enjoys setting up a bit and then preventing the bit from paying off. Yes, what is the payoff, Dan? Make your announcement. The payoff is that I got hired as a writer for that particular television program. And what show is that? That's The Daily Show Yay! with John Mazel Tov. Today yeah. you are a professional com- comedy writer. Mm-hmm. Well, technically the Tuesday after Memorial Day. It took a while, but I finally stopped making a liar of the New York Times, <laughs> which listed me as a comedy writer in my uh, wedding announcement. And what year was that? Uh, that was quite some time ago. Mm-hmm. We've been married for about six years, I think. So. About six about, years. That's so probably really what his wife right, says. I can't remember. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, you don't remember the year you were married. I well, remember I what came, year I was married. I came with 2010. A, you know what? I came Last year. with a I remember mnemonic that. to remember what uh, year it was, and I've forgotten what that mnemonic device was. Well, one, it's pronounced mnemonic. <laughs> okay. No, you can say mnemonic. That sounds funnier. <laughs> okay. You shouldn't correct him when he says it wrong. I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, where did where, what were we talking about? The roommates, okay. the movie we watched. You got a job as a writer at the Daily Show. Okay. I'm very excited. And yes. you had a scary roommate. <laughs> yes. You, you won't have a scary roommate. I know who your roommate's going to be. Oh, that's good. It's Minka Leighton Kelly. Meister. <laughs> Minka, Minka Kelly or Cam Gajanjit. No, I don't want to. I don't want to linger on this either. But uh, let, let you, so I, let's what? keep moving. I just the think it's clear that uh, being on so you're trying the to flop the fact that I got a job as an animal wrangler. <laughs> No, I'm just saying that clearly being on the flop house is a fast track to being uh, mm-hmm. employed at the Daily Show. Well, at this point, yeah, that's what I f- that's what I thought. Fully sixty six point six 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 percent repeating of the flop house is a writer for the Daily Show. Yeah, sure. very exciting. You'll have to change your bio on the website. Oh God. Yeah, that's a real. So pain. many things to do. <laughs> so many you things to, to change, do before Tuesday. You have to change your occupation on Facebook from 
hateful drone <laughs> to comedy writer. You know, I told my friends, though. I said to them, I was like... Uh, a television writer. I told them, uh, don't worry. I'll complain just as much as before. You'll just be less sympathetic about it. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's so. a, I've learned that. So, so guys, that's all uh, for Jobcast. If, listeners, if, if the listeners out <laughs> the there... <job> house. <laughs> If you've grown to love the hateful, sad Dan McCoy, don't worry, he's not going anywhere. Oh, if only if anything, he will only become more alienated from his own work. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It's a great place. Anyway. That's but not what this Dan has deep seated neuroses. Is about. This podcast is about the roommate. Starring the roommate? Starring Minka Kink- Kelly. Kink Melly. <laughs> and Leighton Meester. And Cam Gajandit. Hey Nobody guys. in this movie has a And Famka Jansen. The it's the most Reasonable name in this movie is Billy Zane, mm-hmm. which sounds like Billy Insane <laughs> or Billy Zaney. Yeah, what's this? This movie's about two ladies that look like each other. They look kind. Hey guys, they don't what's look up that with uh, like what's up other. with parents naming their kids silly names nowadays? Like, you know Linda? what I mean? Well, I mean, all of the people in this movie are in their <laughs> late twenties, so it's not really nowadays. You're, you're like trying to get me to steal your catchphrase, your famous catchphrase. Is this yeah. a bit? Yeah, no, I know. His um, famous catchphrase. It's not even the most famous of his three or four dozen catchphrases. Uh, well, his most famous catchphrase is just a noise. What would that noise be? Uh, oh. I will not do it on command. Yeah, we have to Sorry. wait till the house wow. cat wanders into the room. <laughs> yep. It's uh, like urinating in public. You have to kind of focus and just be quiet and maybe it'll happen. Okay. Uh, well, we watched The Roommate with Minka Kelly and Leighton Meester and... Cam Gajandit and Billy Zane. <laughs> and Ali Michalka. Let's just point out that Billy Zane is a reoccurring Flophouse favorite. Yep, yes. And we need a sound effect for that. And Dan, just a favorite in, in my... <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's pretty good, yeah. It's just a favorite in my life. Like, like a foghorn? It's sure. a Billy Zane horn. Yeah. <laughs> it's in <laughs> honor of his work in Dead Calm. And Titanic. Yep. Yeah. It's for when uh, when the the shrimp boats are coming in and uh, on a foggy night, and <laughs> yeah. they need to know where the Billy Zane's at, <laughs> so they don't get raped. Yeah, there's a giant glowing <laughs> Billy Zane on, out on the point. Hey, dude, Kelly Brook liked it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Do you think that's because he kind of looks like a giant penis? I mean, you maybe that, like, that suggests something in a woman's mind. I'd like to see uh, the penises you're looking at. <laughs> well, they all have stubble. That's interesting. And okay. weird toothy faces. They all smash evil. <laughs> sure. Slam evil, Dan. Oh, sorry. He slammed evil as the phantom. <laughs> Who smashes evil? I guess the Hulk would smash evil. Hulk just, just smashes, smashes things. Stuff. He literally Hulk smash. He just smashes. Yeah. yeah no, no one smashes evil. <laughs> He's leaving it open-ended. Yeah. No one smashes evil. So we would explain what this movie is, except for it's exactly a single white female. It is the movie Single White Female, but set at a college dorm, and all the college students are obviously in their late 20s. We didn't get any what's, closure. Uh, what's, who's the Stephen Weber character, then? Uh, I get, Well, I mean, I guess it's, he's the old... Uh, the old the ex-boyfriend? Well, ex-boyfriend. that's the thing. In Single White Female, correct me if I'm wrong, she has a boyfriend, and... They broke up, but then they got back together. And then the roommate steals the boyfriend, wants to steal the boyfriend away, or tries to seduce well, him. Well, I mean, she seduces him and then kills him by slamming uh, the heel of a spiked... Uh, a stiletto a pump. stiletto pump. Because so, in this one, there's an old boyfriend that the heroine doesn't like anymore, and there's a new the boyfriend. heroine? <laughs> yeah, the hero who's a girl. Heroette, okay. sorry. The heroette. Heroix. The, the heroine. Okay. We, we call it. Well, that's a drug. <laughs> it's also a the very way it's dangerous one. But I don't think so. The heroine uh, <laughs> has a new boyfriend, Squinty McCamjagangit. 
sure. who is always squinting and making his eyebrows go crazy and is kind of gay. And But he's a drummer. But he's a drummer for a band called The Walthers. So he's going to get Named laid, after probably. James Bond's gun. Sure. But uh, there's also an ex-boyfriend, Jason, who keeps calling the heroine and the crazy roommate seduce, pretends to be her and they have sex and then she kills him with a box cutter. Mm-hmm. She stabs him twice and he immediately expires. So basically, uh, to, for those of you who haven't seen SWF or Single White Female, <laughs> sure, not to be confused with SFW, um, the movie. Right. I'm trying. I'm just trying to remember what that stands for. Single female white. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the uh, so the, Minka Kelly is a college student at the University of Los Angeles. What? Sure, <laughs> it's uh, a university for older students, I would imagine. Yes, because they're all not. It's the only college I've seen where everyone has crow's feet mm-hmm. and smile lines. Yeah. So but, Minka uh, Kelly, let's Minka call Kelly? her uh, Lila Garrity, just to make it easier. <laughs> Lila Garrity from That's FNL. her character on, on Friday, Sunday, Sunday on night. The, on the Friday Night Lights. Friday Night. What, should, what night is that on? Friday. And what's the light situation like? Do they have them? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. So, Presumably. So it's during the day? It's in the title. Well, there's lights on the show, and then there's uh, lights in the tubes of your uh, television set. No, that's not how televisions work. So okay. I'm assuming that her character <laughs> left the show to go... your television set. All right, Grandpa. So, <laughs> Why so... don't I use the clicker? <laughs> oh, we, they aren't invented yet. I guess I'll get up and turn the dial to, to the UHF station. Uh, I didn't... I, I mean, we're I don't want to tell you... Uh... Tubes in your televisions. Oh, hold on. I got to walk across the room to use the telephone. And it uses a rotary dial. I'm guy. I didn't want to take. I didn't want to do this, but I have to take my mask off, and it's me, Philo P. Farnsworth. <laughs> oh no! Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> Your voice didn't change at all. No, it's not a very good disguise. Sure. So there. So students... Lila Garrity left Friday Night Lights mm-hmm. to go to college. So go to college. And I'm presuming that she. This and is she the moves she in with to. Blair Waldorf from Gossip Girl. Okay. Who is Leighton Meister? Mm-hmm. Leighton Meester. I I think it's Leighton Meester, but I have no idea. They all have crazy names. Yeah. Anyway, she moves in with Leighton, and it turns out Leighton Meester is the artsy smart girl who is also crazy, of course, wants to be her roommate, is threatening anyone she sees as an obstacle in she her way. She wants to be insider. I mean, insider skin as her. Climb insider. No. It's, be her. It's really like creepy. Like a tauntaun? Yeah. Yeah, to keep warm on the steps of Hoth <laughs> after shooting a probe droid. Okay. Anyway, uh, I'm make, make actually it, more excited than I was. <laughs> this make is, it Kelly does smell bad on the outside. The characters so. spend a lot oh, of okay. time. The characters spend a lot of time just kind of wandering around and not doing very much. And there's not a lot of other students. It's like Saved by the Bell, the college years, and that there's no one at the college except the main characters and like a few extras. And it gets to the point where by the last third of the movie, anytime you see an extra walk by, you're like, "Where are they going? Mm-hmm. What's their story about?" Yeah. Uh, it creates it, a real believable world, is what I'm saying. And it, claustrophobic. And uh, on some level, it makes the threat seem more genuine because this crazy girl, like, there's no, she has uh, the the non crazy girl has no one to turn no to to because turn. there's only like two other people. Yeah, and uh, she, the non crazy girl, gets a boyfriend who meets her by literally bumping into her and spilling beer all over her on purpose. On purpose. He's the drummer in a band. They, of course, hit it off because he's a jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, well, their relationship was initially based on uh, her drinking punch that was spiked. 
without her realizing it. Mm-hmm. Which oh, she was surprised about. She was at a college party and was surprised that the punch was loaded with alcohol. Well, here's mm-hmm. the thing. What's you, you pointed out pretty early on, Stuart. What is the defining characteristic of the main character? Uh, hat. Hat wearing. Right? <laughs> no, but the other one. Repeatedly through this movie, the character puts things in her mouth that other people hands her without questioning it, whether it's spiked punch, pills, pills given to her by a crazy person, coffee, booze, People buy her boot. Like, it seems like they make at, a point of showing other people giving her things. At one point, she puts a drink down at a bar, walks away, comes back, and just picks up a drink and drinks it. And it, you don't even know for sure that it's her drink. Yeah. She, could she just be drinking anything? This is almost porn for potential date rapists. Like, yeah. the idea of, like, this is the perfect candidate for them to go after. And uh, what was her other characteristic? Hats and scarves. Yeah, she wears a lot of hats and scarves, which is contagious. Billy Zane is wearing hats and scarves. Well, they're both in the style industry. What you have to understand is that hats and scarves mean style. That's right. We didn't mention that Billy Zane yep. teaches her fashion design mm-hmm. class. He's the Tim Gunn of this universe. Except so he, he's super straight and hits on his students. And yeah. he wears, like, Paul Prudhomme hats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they look kind of like newsboy caps. <laughs> he should be fighting Hearst's monopoly over the pape industry. But anyway, she has this new roommate. The roommate intimidates people. Uh, this other girl who she's friends with, the roommate uh, tracks her down in the showers and beats her up and then pulls her belly button ring out. And Not as hot as it sounds, by the way. No, it's not very good. And basically, But if you ever wanted to see uh, Ali Mich- Michkala... Of television's Hellcats. Machalka. Machalka. And what was the oh she was also the the friend in Easy A. Yeah, you recommended that. She was uh she was in Phil Phil of the Future. She's friends with Easy E. If you want to see her uh her belly button ring get pulled out, this is your chance. What is Phil of the Future? <laughs> it was a Disney children's uh, like tween. <laughs> I don't like that you uh, know sitcom. that. I'm uncomfortable right now. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, it things escalate, or rather they don't. They just kinda keep plodding along. Until finally, they sexcalate. <laughs> I, I wish they, they sexcalate. If no, they sexcalated, there would be a reason for this movie to exist. There's very little like thrills they, or anything. They did manage to sneak in the uh, the crazy roommate masturbation sequence. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, albeit slightly different than the crazy roommate accepts a call on her roommate's phone from the ex boyfriend Jason, and they masturbate with each other over the phone while. In another location, Minka is having sex with her new boyfriend, the drummer, and there's a lot of close-ups of teeth. I love the and because the Danish director Christian E. Christensen apparently thinks that teeth are very sexy. I mean, mm-hmm. son of Christian, Christian son of Christian, right? Something like that, yeah. And uh, they've been Christian yeah. for at least two generations. And the crazy girl, while masturbating, is also staring at a childhood picture of her roommate Minka Kelly and her dead and her dead sister. sister. Yeah. Things get th- the final straw that breaks. I mean, she's not dead in the picture. That'd be really weird. <laughs> the final straw that breaks Minka Kelly's back, metaphorically, is that she has a tattoo of her sister's name, Emily, on her boob. The classiest place to get a tattoo and, uh, of a dead sister in memoriam. <laughs> and her crazy roommate goes to get a tattoo, and she gets the same tattoo and starts saying, "You can consider me your sister. Pretend I'm your sister." That is too much for Minka Kelly. And things escalate to the point where they have a knockdown, dragout fight that involves people getting things smashed over their heads mm-hmm. and punched and like pointing guns at each other and getting knocked out of windows. Minka Kelly's lesbian best friend, who has been tied to the bed for apparently for days. three not days, as hot as it sounds. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of things that in description sound very like 
titillating or sleazy, but come off as like boring. putting a kitten in a uh, in a dryer. That's right. They pick up a stray kitten named Cuddles, or they name it Cuddles. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't tell them its name is Cuddles or anything. <laughs> it hands hey, them a business card. Take care of it. Me. A business card that says Cuddles Kitten. <laughs> Where do they can't get business cards? <laughs> you just get them for free. Staples. Oh, okay. On the other side of the business card, there's an ad for the business card company. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that now. A movie Viral where an animal hands a business card to somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, most likely it'd be like a cartoon, and it would be an animal detective or something. <laughs> <laughs> now, an animal, that's an animal who solves crimes, not a detective who looks – because there's a pet detective movie already. Uh-huh. In what's, fact, three of them. Oh, really? What's what's the deal there? Is it a comedy, a thriller? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a Holocaust drama. <laughs> okay. Ace Ventura pet detective surprised list. You don't, I'm surprised you don't remember it. It was a Best Picture winner. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I usually don't see those movies. Uh, the nudity just makes me sad often. Wow. I mean, when there's nudity, it makes me sad in those movies. It's not like... Anything else in those movies makes you happy. It's just the nudity that makes you sad. <laughs> well, no, I mean... But I don't like He's being... talking sad. about his penis. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, my penis makes me sad? <laughs> this is a bigger issue than we have time to deal with on the podcast. Anyway, in the end... Wait, wait, wait. I want to go back to this. So, there's a pet detective? <laughs> Yes. Yes. He's not. What's the the detective there? isn't someone's pet. He's a oh, detective, he's a detective who that finds works pets. about pets. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a pet related business. So it's not a pet that's actually a detective. No, no, it's a detective who finds pets. Okay. It's like Petco is not a company run by pets. <laughs> Why well, assume not? And pets.com is But not it a is website. where the pets go, right? No, people go to get things for their pets. I'm all confused. Let's go back to the roommate. <laughs> all right, the roommate. Well, they have a stray cat named Cuddles, and I'm sure. not sure why the roommate decides to kill it, but she just puts it in the dryer in the uh, in the campus um, yeah, laundry, the laundry room. It was very sad, Stuart. Yeah, I remember. I you bet being it was hilarious for sad. like a minute. <laughs> no, no, I bet like just for a minute, and then it gets sad real quick. <laughs> I mean, the willingness... It's like slapstick comedy. I mean, it's funny until somebody actually gets hurt, right? You know, like the trustingness yeah, like of, this, of this kitty. And then how <laughs> sad it was. Jackie yeah. Chan movies. I mean, the sad part... I mean, I was... What I expected was, this is like a single white female fatal attraction type movie. I expected her to cook the cat mm-hmm. and try to serve it to the roommate. Yeah. They really wasted the potential of the like, cat. Like uh, Titus Andronicus. Yes, like Titus Andronicus. <laughs> they cook the man's... They cook the woman's sons and feed them to sure, her. Sure, it's the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. The same thing. Like uh, four and twenty blackbirds baked in a pie. <laughs> sure. Um, so that was sad. But that's the movie. Like it's the simplest plot in the world, and they somehow still fuck it up. Pardon my French. Here's something that I don't care for Which in this part? movie. Thank you. Uh, this movie seems to be anti the um, anti roommate sensitive, arty. Uh, yeah, if you're sort in, of intelligent girl with if taste. If you like to draw and you go to museums. Yeah, and if you don't think that The Devil Wears Prada is the greatest movie like Mika Kelly does, you're the crazy one. If you're the one who doesn't like to go out to the club and dance, then you obviously have something wrong with you. This is a movie where the good friend who gets scared away by the bad, evil roommate gets drunk at a party and flashes a bunch of guys with cameras. Yeah. But the and you know that's just. Going I mean, I don't Facebook. think it's really any different than the like country versus city thing that you see in every other like comedy. The you're just like in the same anti-sophistication sort of. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. it is it is hard to do a pro smart people pro sophistication comedy, even Without like coming Revenge off of the Nerds, like, like they're pretty stupid. Yeah, 
Exactly. I mean, they're still all about boobs and getting laid. But, like, if you made a snobs versus slobs movie... <laughs> and coercing women into sleeping with them by uh, putting on the costume of their boyfriend. Much like in The Roommate. Sure. And, she and cheating at all the... Uh... But she's the bad guy in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the nerds were the bad guys. That's why they get revenge. Uh, and they, the whole time... talk about this, hell yeah. And the whole time in Revenge of the Nerds, when they're, you know, they're going through that contest with the uh, other frat, they're... Uh, they, like, cheat at every single contest that they win. Well, like, they use their smarts to cheat. But, yeah, they're still cheating. That's, they're still breaking the rules. I think they're working the smarter, the not harder. That's Stuart. because people misunderstood. Wait, what? They're working smarter, not harder. They're, they're shifting the paradigm. Okay. That's because people misunderstand that the nerds are the bad guys in Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Who misunderstands that? Everybody. So everyone thinks the nerds are the bad guys. No, no. Everyone thinks the nerds are the good guys when actually they're the bad guys. Well, I mean, I'm assuming the jocks... Don't think they're the good guys. The jocks are well, they exist like Ogre within, and his other guys. They exist within the, <laughs> In the, film. the, the context. Of I the imagine film. William Zobka doesn't feel that way. <laughs> well, there is. it is hard to make. Like you're never going to see a movie where the snobs beat the slobs, where the slobs are the bad guys. Even though being a snob myself, I find slobs not the heroes a lot Yeah, you find them distasteful. Well, it's a reason I'm not a fan of the Seth Rogen guys hanging out <laughs> movies. I also don't understand. I mean, you, I think you kick that, them with your spat as you walk by. <laughs> I hit them with my cane. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's probably the only time John Goodman's ever gotten to be one of the snobs is in Revenge of the Nerds because he's the he's the evil football coach. Sure, he's probably I mean, often that typecast but as he's a slob. Not the snob. He's the make slob. Him a snob necessarily. The snobs are the nerds. I didn't think they're, but they're. But wait, that, that's kind of a slobs versus slobs comedy. The more <laughs> yeah, I think about it, well, jocks are always slobs. Uh huh. And there's a bunch of slobby nerds who, and the nerds who install uh, cameras in the sorority to... Well, that's the thing, is the nerds in that movie are not... <laughs> they bear no relationship to real nerds, as far as I know. Yeah. They should I mean, have just they have pocket it, protectors and glasses and stuff. <laughs> they should have called it Revenge of the Unattractive Jerks, who get a revenge on the slightly more attractive jerks. Okay. Or just call it Jerk University. <laughs> call it jerk, jerk you. Jerk school. Yeah, Jerk you. Exactly. And all the all the students are asking. It's got a delicious that's pun not, in it. Jerk you, Stuart. That yeah, sounds like, like, like that sounds like the French renaming of <laughs> like the French release of Revenge. Of the <laughs> jerk you. Call it Jerk you. They're all They're jerks. <laughs> every last every one of them is a jerk. Like so. how uh, Teen Wolf was released in other countries as the Boy from the Future. Oh, did you just Back to the Future had come out there already. Did you see that uh, Matt Carmen? Our upcoming uh, Flophouse Live co-host, he posted on Facebook. There was a there was a uh, French translation of Children of the Corn, and the poster just said "Horror Child." <laughs> That's pretty good, though. Yeah. I mean, it's a good lot. summary. Yeah, it's a better name that for than Children of the Corn. Yeah, what's the deal there, Dan? I don't know. Looking at sorry, you, guys. You I are. Guess I, really uh, you I mean, I thought, <laughs> I thought you were the Stephen King movie expert here. Yeah. Because I haven't been watching him because I thought you knew him all. Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now, right. now you got it. Okay. Now he's starting. Where's Sleepwalkers. <laughs> Wait, are we okay. just having Dan name all the Stephen King movies? The Mangler. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hurt his creativity. I'm not gonna stifle Dan. This isn't creativity. Silver is a <laughs> professional just, television writer. Just listing things. <laughs> Did you just say Silverback? Silver Bullet. Okay. It's Stephen King's Silver Bullet. Isn't Sorry. It? Yeah, it is. The Tommy Knuckers. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think you made that last one up, but let's continue. Maybe let's move. Uh, let's move on back to the roommate. This is a 
dull movie, <laughs> and everyone wears hats. Sure. It's like the it's like the freaking adjustment bureau over here. Everyone's wearing hats. hats nowadays. Uh, but yeah, I guess there's not much to say about the roommate. It's not a very good movie. I was hoping this would be like a sorority row, where mm-hmm. it turned out to be pretty enjoyable. But instead, it wasn't. Well, it would was... have to be an R-rated film for it to be a sorority row. Now, here's the problem, and this is something that has come up in a bunch of things I've read recently. It seems like Hollywood is just not comfortable making R-rated movies anymore, which baffles me because I feel like in the 80s and 90s, the whole thing was that people wouldn't go see a PG-13 movie or a PG movie. Right. But nowadays, it seems like it's the opposite. Well, they started – I think the part of the problem is they started actually enforcing <laughs> some of this stuff. Like people like – we're like, hang on, kids are getting into these movies, and now uh, it's like the only thing that seems to be R-rated actually. now is comedies. Yes, yeah, so I think like and kids see those anyway. They're still R-rated comedies. I don't know why we can't have the old style R-rated horror films. I mean, like, what was the last? I guess the Saw movies are rated R, right? Yeah, but like that's I don't want I don't want R-rated horror movies that are just unpleasant things happening to like like people's bodies. Like, I want. I you want, want a, a story I, that will help you feel better about being turned on by seeing. Sure, I want a little gore, but I also want a little sleaze. That's, <laughs> I'm a simple man, guys. Yeah, look, so hostile is what you want. <laughs> hostile. Uh, that's uh, of those movies. Like that's certainly the best of of that sort of wave of films. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll agree with you before Elliot will. Just... Yeah, take that, Elliot. I don't feel like I've seen enough of those movies. All right, well, wow, thanks for right? that. Stuart. Well, so instantly, guys. <laughs> instantly undercut his use as as an agreement on that. Right? Well, see, I'm... look, at least Stuart agrees with me. Brap. <laughs> really, that's who you're going to peg your your credibility on, Dan? Is Burpee over here? Melcho? The Burpee seat Burpee <laughs> Oh right. man, good stuff. We <laughs> have not been funny tonight. It's my fault. Okay. Do I'm we not, no, have more to say about this? Because uh, if we don't, I can move it's a on. Fairly, to, uh, I mean, we could go into it in more detail, but it's not really worth it. It's a pretty. This is a programmer I mean, of a movie. Yeah, it's single white female. It's single white female without, but PG thirteen mm-hmm. and the kind of the kind of picture of college life that's very inaccurate in every yeah. detail. Less the acting's acting was less. boring. Uh, like the Cam- script is boring. Less, less uh, weird lesbian subtext. So there is a there's a great part where uh, the uh, uh, the smart the evil roommate's taking the good roommate to an art museum, and she walks and she goes, "This is the modern section." <laughs> and it's and like, it's just like big like circles on the wall. <laughs> it's like, oh okay, sure. I mean, this isn't John Singer Sargent's work. <laughs> Pretty sure. Um, Are they, wait, which of these is the Botticelli mural? Mm-hmm. Is it this film that's showing in the background? But and Cam Gajandit <laughs> acted mostly with his furrowed brow. Oh and God, his I hated that guy. Yeah, he, he does of... like a James Franco impression the whole time. Yeah, he's a really bad James. Eyebrows Franco. and smug looks. You want to iron his his forehead? You want to punch him in the face because it's so wrinkly. <laughs> he's got a punchable face. He does a very punchable face. Yeah. All right. So uh, final judgments, I guess. Is this a good bad movie, a bad bad movie, or a movie you kind of liked in some way, Elliot? I would say this is a bad bad movie. As I said. While we were watching the film, it is the type of movie that makes Swim Fan look like Psycho. Put that on the poster. Uh, I w- no, the, po- the poster is the thing I like most about it because it said something like, every year a bunch of students get roommates. It could Yours could be crazy. So it's like, <laughs> don't go to college, kids. Uh. <laughs> it was a, commu- it was a community year, college advertisement. Was it every yeah. year a bunch of kids? <laughs> <laughs> well, I paraphrase that way. It's Sumi, you know? 
Sue me. Take me to kids' court. <laughs> Why would you go to kids' court? We're both adults. <laughs> well, this, I mean, if you're we sure, all take I mean, me to kids' court, the judge will say this is outside of my jurisdiction. <laughs> you need to go to adult court. <laughs> Stewart's tired of all these activist judges. He believes that the only true uh, uh, justice comes Honestly, to kids' court. Child. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I would like. You know, this is a bad, bad movie. Honestly, like. Watching it with you guys, I don't know whether it's, we haven't been together for a while. I had a really good time watching it. I had it. fun watching it with you guys. Uh, I wouldn't enjoy watching it by myself. Yeah, it's sped by like compared to a lot of It is only 90 movies. minutes long. It's, it's, it's a bad, bad movie, but as those movies go, it was it was much more painless than most of them. I'll, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, this is kind of a turd. Um, <laughs> there, were, there was a scene where a cat gets put in a dryer that was... Uh, distressing and there was a fight scene in a shower which was not exciting yeah. at all the, yeah there the was a shower scene, scene with no nudity so that, that was that and really distressed the camera Stuart. does yeah. its best to pan as close as it can get to a nude body part and yeah. then back up again as legally close to a butt crack as one can get <laughs> and then it just freezes without the cops yeah, ta- saying yeah. hey get away from her <laughs> get away from that butt crack <laughs> you've reached the the terminus est or whatever <laughs> The, and the fight at the end was okay. Yeah. Not great. It Not enough to save the movie. It was uncomfortable, which was nice. And girls had blood all over their faces. I mean, yeah, I was glad that, that Wrinkly Face got hit by a candlestick. Yeah, no. Was, yeah. I like that <laughs> That was part. sort of satisfying. <laughs> wrinkly he did, Face. He didn't die. Like, that would have been better. But it was a movie where I was more intrigued by... The by the main character's coworker at the coffee house she works at, who looked kind of like one of the cavemen from the Geico ads. Oh, speaking of speaking of this movie, by the way, like for not for Key Rock, not, that was his name. <laughs> Unfrozen oh. caveman lawyer, <laughs> Jesus Christ. For for ninety nine point nine percent of this movie, it was a rip off of single white female, and then at the very end, it turned into the rip off rip off of the end of Poltergeist. Because you know, Poltergeist ends with them wheeling the television out of the hotel room, like not yeah. again. And in this movie, they they wheel the the other bed out of the room. It's like no more roommates for me. And I'm like, fuck Which is you, really movie. Not decision to make. That's yeah. how it works. <laughs> like, in housing, is, yeah, yeah. The housing uh, office is gonna have some. So you get a single, sure. White female, single white female movie. Yeah. So well, if single white female was an amazing financial success in its day, yeah, is it that did why? well. I mean, yeah. it was more. I feel like single white female. It was part of this run of movies in the '90s that were somehow controversial because they involved like murder and sex, like Basic Instinct. Like, I'm not sure why that movie was controversial, really. Except, I mean, I guess there's an implication that lesbians are violent, mm-hmm. but like single white female, maybe there was some. But like, I remember they killed white, they killed America's sweetheart Stephen Weber in it. <laughs> that might have been it. <laughs> but I remember when single white female coming out, just like this this, this like uncomfort this discomfort it caused in people, and yeah. I don't know quite why. And it, it it added something to the national discourse. Sure. <laughs> yes, you shouldn't trust single white females. <laughs> Similar <laughs> to indecent proposal, it added single white female as a reference point for movies like this. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, like Indecent Proposal was like this big conversation point when it came out. And like, I don't understand like, why. I totally have sex with Robert Redford for like $100. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't remember the movie. And you had though. a problem with Cam Gajandit's wrinkly face? Yeah. You'd have sex with Leatherface, Robert Redford? Yeah, but his is from being really tanned, not trying to look cute. That's true, yeah. Unless, 
I'm totally underestimating Robert Redford's trying to look cute, and he's actually <laughs> successful. He's through the rabbit hole. Apparently, to be really cute, you have to wrinkle your face up as much as possible. Yeah. That's why uh, the, man, the old man in Up was such a sex symbol. Yep. So I do have some letters here in my hand. From prison inmates? Yes. One can only assume. <laughs> Dear Flophouse, cease and desist from the Flopcast House. <laughs> Uh, the first one is from Kelly, last name withheld, and it's simply titled, Thank You. I think, assume the last name is Kapowski. It says, I'll assume that. In the past two weeks, I've made my way through the entire backlog of your fine program. As a graduate student, I spend a lot of time in the lab, and having an iPod, an iPod, <laughs> <laughs> an iPod full of flop I couldn't afford an iPod, so a guy named Paul just whispers in my ear. So- snatches of songs, maybe stories he knows, jokes he's heard. This guy named Paul gets transcripts of the Flophouse, and he reads them to me. An iPod full of Flophouse makes staying alone until well into the night much easier to bear. Kelly asked us, uh, guys. Uh Uh-oh, time for us to do some work. Are you ever going to run more vaguely defined contests designed to let you watch older movies as a, quote, prize? (laughs) Uh, Sure, why not? (laughs) Maybe. We we throw out contests every week. Yeah, <laughs> and forget about thirty-seven to ninety-eight percent. Elliot, you wanted to run a contest to uh, to encourage Roger Ebert to put us on the his television program. Yeah, well, actually, of- I would if if we could get the listeners of the Flophouse to write the what's it called now? Roger Ebert presents at the movies or something I think like that's that. It. If they could write to them and suggest that in droves and suggest we be on that show instead of the people who are currently on it who are not very good, because all of us work at a TV show now. Yeah, sure. I'm a writer. Dan's a writer. You're an animal wrangler. Yeah. we get television. So that would be that would be a big contest, though. The get us on Roger Ebert's show contest. Um, you know, and, uh, and it, as a prize, you can pick an old movie for us yeah. to watch. <laughs> if you if you can prove that you've done something to further the same, then we will put you it's in the so ambiguous house randomizer. Well, you could tweet about it. Uh-huh. Write to Roger Ebert's Twitter feed. That's how he communicates yeah. with human beings about it. Mm-hmm. You know, post it on your blog page any of those things maybe send us some proof maybe purchase the television rights to roger ebert's show sure. and if hire you're an eccentric us. millionaire yeah we we don't get or a eccentric sensible millionaire <laughs> well yeah that's fair but we don't i'd like an eccentric one <laughs> then we gotta stay spend a night in the haunted I'd house like, and we can get scared by a ghost <laughs> but he'd probably have a zeppelin which i would like that'd be pretty great and I'd probably be the first one killed by the ghost, so at least I get to see a ghost before no I die. Way. Of course, Dan would be the first one killed. <laughs> what? I'm, yeah, you got to keep me around. For I a while. am the I'm the quote final girl. No, no, of you're this. not the final girl. What? Who? Wait, you're who the, the guy, final girl. You're the girl who thinks she's the final girl. Yeah. So you die. I, you are. You're. You're the the guy who tries to ruin everybody else's fun. So you get you know killed. What? No, 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 no. Then I'm the nerd who has to learn his courage and unfortunately has to sacrifice his life to find that. And Stuart, I guess, is the horn dog who gets killed while masturbating while watching other people having sex. Yeah, yeah. No, no, wait. And it's 100 percent correct. No, I think yeah. I, I think I'm the. You know what? I, I would be the boring boyfriend of the final girl who gets killed early on. Okay, I'll give you that. Sure, but uh, or so for some reason survives? everybody believes. Then uh, the final girl. Is Penny, be... and she fights a dinosaur. <laughs> and it turns out it was Wait, a dinosaur. Wait, it's a ghost dinosaur? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. think about how many fucking ghost dinosaurs were just wandering There's the probably earth. probably a shitload, and right? And I apologize for my language. Y- yes. Oh, you can... There were millions of dinosaurs. They're all dead. What are their ghosts doing? Just walking oh, no. around. Yeah. Wait, would it be like the dinosaurs that got killed in the movie Jurassic Park, or like older than that? Old, real dinosaurs. Not fake dinosaurs? Probably not the ghosts of, of animatronic dinosaurs. Okay. Yeah. So, Kelly, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> so that's the contest. 
<laughs> Make a ghost dinosaur? No, no. Message to us. Mink a ghost dinosaur? <laughs> okay, here's this. Mink a ghost dinosaur, star of roommate. Here's, there are two, so there's two contests. How about this? There's two contests. There's the ongoing publicize the flop house. Yeah. Spread the word and help us get more listeners. Sure. And the other one is the get us on Roger Ebert show. Contest. Both of them require you to send us some sort of proof, and then we'll put you in the randomizer. And uh, I don't know when, when we when when can we do a drawing? Maybe in uh, like two months. Yeah, a couple months. Let's give now. people the summer. Yeah. Okay, so, so two months. So someone's gonna have to someone write in and remind we us. We say of like this. four episodes or something like. That's sure. more defined. Okay. <laughs> You're right. A set amount of time is way less defined than our random schedule of when we can get together and do this thing. Yeah. Okay. Or we can do Be a dick about it. No, it's fine. <laughs> Be a dick. It's cool. So the next one uh, here, the title of this email is Near-Death Experiment. Oh, excrement? Like, <laughs> Near-Death Excrement. I can't talk. So like Flatliners? Near-Death Experience. And it's from Craig, last name withheld. And he says... I'm going to guess his last name is Daniel, like Daniel Craig, but Craig Daniel. Backwards, yeah. I have been listening to the podcast for some time at work now, and I've become pretty good at covering my laughter by going into a fake coughing fit. I don't know why I need to cover it up, but sure. Well, no one's supposed to laugh at Sadcore, where he works. Uh, however... <laughs> where laughing can get you fired. Today, Sadcore is like, uh, like a variant of Mumblecore, right? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> They're low-budget movies where you can't really hear it, because, and that's why it's sad. It's all about children dying. Um, way to bring it down. Yeah, that's, Sadcore. What, nothing, what, what, I, did, I brought it down? Yes. Sadcore brought it down. Yeah, not, not cool, dude. Come anyway, on. he says, cool. That's Just why you're getting killed pretty early on. <laughs> However, today it did not go smoothly. Flashback nine months. After listening to the original this Bratz podcast, baby. well after original release, I went out and purchased the Bratz DVD previously viewed from Blockbuster for two ninety nine. Uh oh. I got a pretty strange look from the clerk being a male shopping alone in my late 20s that was clearly excited about finding the film in the bargain bin. <laughs> that night I convinced a few friends to come over to watch the movie and we were enjoying ourselves immensely. Then disaster struck. The DVD had been occasionally skipping for a few minutes, but it got to a point where it would play no more. We wasted no time, and soon there were three slightly drunk people in their late 20s negotiating a replacement for our scratched disc. We were told that, we should, that they should have one copy left, but we would have to find it in one of the many bins. We dispersed and began rummaging through massive piles of DVDs until my friend let out a loud cheer, holding the Bratz DVD high above his head in triumph. The most excited anyone's ever been <laughs> to find the movie Bratz. The three of us have since watched this movie multiple times, and I have insisted that co-workers and superiors borrow the movie and give it a watch. Flash forward to a few hours ago. There I sat listening and staring blankly at a spreadsheet while eating lunch. It was all going well until Stuart mentioned the idea of a spell-casting brat. <laughs> <laughs> My body attempted to laugh uproariously while also swallowing a large bite, uh, and the immediate effect was I began choking. Swallowing a large what? A large bite, sorry. A I, bite. A brat? He was eating a brat. <laughs> he was eating a brat. <laughs> eating a brat stall. Everything um, is brats with him now. Listening to brats. The secondary effect was that the food that was not blocking my windpipe fell out of my mouth, across my desk, and keyboard. The sounds of my struggle resulted in a small crowd forming outside my office that seemed quite concerned for my safety. It lasted close to 20 seconds before my wheezing and coughing dislodged the contents of my windpipe. Present day, thank you for making my day. So that was a story oh. of a near-death experience. Well, I'm glad he survived. Yeah. yeah I, would, I would hate to... I would hate to know that Craig we killed one of our listeners over the movie Brad. Yep. <laughs> Craig Bratz guy Daniel. 
<laughs> I love that it was the idea of a spell casting breath. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing funny about that. Which, I'm deadly serious about my spell casting breath. It's, just, it's such a Stuart idea to come up with. Yeah. Either and it probably Using has some kind of illusionary magics. <laughs> it does does it have some kind of soul eating Ebon sword? Um I mean, like Dream Blade? Maybe. Or like Raven's Blood? Uh it involves a lot of uh bratitude levels. Uh, <laughs> you know. Okay, now you gotta roll to figure out your bratitude level. Mm-hmm. Terminal. <laughs> <laughs> Terminal. Terminal bratitude levels, huh, Dan? <laughs> We've never seen them this high before. They're off the brat charts or brarts. <laughs> So this is from uh, like Paul Brault, Mar. So uh, that's two letters down. Yeah, Paul Brarts, Mall. What? Mall Brarts. Mall Brarts. <laughs> this is from Lucas' Paul last Bratz, name with help. Mall Brad. Paul Brarts, Mall Brarts. <laughs> Paul Brarts, Mall Brad. <laughs> words that sound like otherwords.com, <laughs> aka the Flophouse. Uh, this is from Lucas' last name with help. It says, "I have a question for all of the floppers, Elliot." Has mentioned that the crew has seen a lot of softcore movies. And being a young man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember ever mentioning that. <laughs> being a young man growing up with a Mr. Movies down the street and USA Network's Up All Night every weekend, I too have seen a shitload of softcore. My question for you all. I think you mean mumblecore. <laughs> what sad is sadcore? Sadcore. What is your favorite softcore movie? I'm looking more from rewatchability and enjoyment levels rather than which turned you on the most because I don't know if I want to hear Stuart. Talk about how much Nicky Fritz's fake tits got him hard during Fast Lane to Malibu. My pick is There's Buford's... There's only like two scenes in that. <laughs> <laughs> My pick is Buford's Beach Bunnies, starring Tom Hanks' little-known brother, Jim Hanks, in the epic role of Jeter, the loser son of Buford, who freaks out every time he tries to have sex. And he includes a YouTube link here. I am insulted that you think I do not know what Buford's Beach Bunnies is. <laughs> Come on. I have a VHS copy of Buford's Beach Bunnies that was given to me by a friend. Too much information. By Buford himself. <laughs> <laughs> and it's inscribed, thanks for the help with the Beach Bunnies. Thanks for the memories, Buford. <laughs> Keep on a-wanking, Buford. <laughs> I think that uh, there's a... There's a there's are a we fine... answering this question? Well, there's a distinction here that has to be made, first of all. Wait, are we talking about getting turned on again? No, we're not talking about that. He specifically, specifically requested not, not to talk about it. I mean, it's cool. Like, I'm pretty comfortable with yeah, myself, no, I we're guess. Not. So, I think there's a distinction that needs to be made between actual softcore films and TNA comedies, which I think is what he's talking All about right, here. All right, Professor. No, I don't think... Uh, yeah, because, so I is- mean, that's trying to differentiate, like, uh, my favorite, The Great Bikini Off-Road Adventure. I thought you were going to say that. With, say, Zalman King's Late Consequence, starring <laughs> Billy Zane. <laughs> Well, or anything uh, even a little more explicit that you might find on your uh, on your Cinemaxes or your Showtimes. The things you mean the movies with with names that are like sinful intrigue, mm-hmm. and it's like scenes from other movies. Like it'll be or a, Breasty Breasterson, <laughs> Breast Cop, or any or any of the ones where it's just a, a a famous movie with the word breast put in the title. Yes, but they they have those movies that are compilation films where it's it'll be like a bunch of people sitting around and they'll be like. Here's a sexy story I heard. And then it'll just cut to a scene from an old Cinemax yeah. show. And then they'll come back and be like, wow, that was a hot story. It's like, it was just a scene of people having sex. How did they tell that story? Yeah. There's no, there's I no never, context. Yeah, I never I never know how to take that because like, I actually really start thinking about the framing device there. I'm like, so were they there watching this happen? <laughs> no, they just heard about it. They, what's interesting about it is they are – It's an oral history, Dan. Those okay. are, and vaginal. Well, you know – it was the, you couldn't see that, listeners, but Stuart winked at me after he said that. That's what did it. But here's the thing about those 
there's something fascinating about those movies because they're literally stealing scenes from past movies and then giving them a new fake context. And like it'll be like, my brother told me about this thing that happened with a girl he worked with. And then they'll show a scene from like, you know, Nightcap. We're about sexy women who own a bar. And it's like, this isn't. That's not what happens there. Yeah. And it's there. It, Ellie's some, too familiar with the original context. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> the repurposing no, it, does nothing. But for it's him. almost like the uh, when you see like movie mashemups online where they take right. scenes from one movie and make it look like something else is going on. Like they can only hope to achieve the complete recontextualization that these softcore compilations have. Yeah. But as you know, like all right, but for for like just like goofy TNA comedies, you're saying you like the big, great bikini off road adventure. Yeah, with Willie Tallsalt. Is that the wandering shaman? shaman (laughs) Who always finds that one girl's top? Yeah, I've got a certain fondness for Hots or H O T S. Sure, yeah, yeah. I would probably say uh, what like uh, Hots is like like a like a if Revenge of the Nerds was just hot chicks, right? Yeah, basically. I'd say uh, probably the Bikini Car Wash Company. Sure, more because of its legacy, which is that other bikini movies have car wash scenes in them. (laughs) Yep. There's also there's a movie that used to show on USA Up All Night All the Time called Knockouts about a bunch of sorority sisters who, of course, all are way older than college students. Okay. And somehow money gets stolen. I don't remember. But they have to get their money back. So they decide they're going to make a calendar of them in bikinis. And then they don't have the money to pay to print up the calendar. So they enter a wrestling match. <laughs> That's lady wrestlers. And they win the wrestling match. And I always wondered when it was over, like, because I've seen it, you see it a couple times, like, so are they going to spend the money on the calendars, or are they just going to put it right back into their tuition? Like, I don't know if they have to skip, like, can they skip the calendar step now? Because that seems unnecessary. How much money did they get? I don't remember. It's rich with incident, though. (laughs) It is rich. Oh, yeah. It's like an old silent comedy where it's like, I thought this was about guys who were at a party. Like, why are they at the top of the Empire State Building now trying to fly a glider plane? (laughs) Uh, so, oh, wait, I've got one last letter uh, before also, we... Well, I will also say that uh, the the thing about the Bikini Carwash Company is that at the end, they completely remove all subtext. And the characters, you just hear a voice off screen go, hey, let's take some pictures. And then it's just them <laughs> posing in bikinis for like 100 minutes. I don't know. Oh, I thought you were talking about like at the end of Screwballs when you finally get to see that chick's boobs, right? Sure. <laughs> I don't remember screwballs. I mean, that that, well. that's what you meant by removing subtext, right? <laughs> yeah, that's I removing subtext. I mean, they just show people's tops. Yeah. So this uh, last email is from Tom, last name withheld, and it says, "You guys have been doing the podcast for several years now, especially with the added notoriety of your last mystery guest, Wyatt Sinek. I think someone gets a Zagnut bar. It's time for you to expand your operation. That was that a was Sagnut. That was what he was supposed to get. <laughs> a sad nut bar, okay. like sad. That core. was the award for uh, guessing for identifying is, the oh, mystery I guest. That part. Um, the mystery guest that we identified on the website <laughs> and immediately within <laughs> the podcast. Uh, but uh, Tom says I recommend enlisting a Flophouse intern to help out with some of the backstage duties. As a fairly recent college graduate, I know how hard it is to find work in this job market. I'm sure there are many others like me who are more than willing to work for little to no money to get the experience. Living on the West Coast inhibits me from volunteering to be your podcast lackey, but I'm positive you could find someone in the Brooklyn area willing to invest their time and effort. Flophouse internship responsibilities include feed the Flophouse house cat, pick up fried chicken at Popeye's for Elliot. That would be very convenient. Make beer runs for Stuart. 
provide moral support for Dan when Stuart and Elliot turn against him. Impossible. <laughs> Keep turn against him. What are you talking about? <laughs> Dan, what are you doing? <laughs> you wrote this fucking letter, didn't you? Keep you added that. He added that. He did, I see yeah. it written in no pencil No one likes on Dan enough to want him to have moral support. <laughs> Keep track of all the vague Flophouse contests. Oh, that's a callback. That would be very helpful. Be the scapegoat for it's any a, it's technical It's a callback problem. to the thing we fuck up all the time. <laughs> So with that said, <laughs> I hope you consider I'm letting me. a lot me... of f bombs. I apologize. It's okay. Yeah, you're, you're apologizing drunk. for swearing you're still... as much as we normally apologize. Yeah. Wait, as much what? as we normally swear. <laughs> we need an intern so Dan can understand what he's saying at any given moment. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Flophouse intern. What do you think, guys? I mean, we can. It's. I don't know what the Flophouse intern would do. You're the only person who puts any work into this. So. They could uh, sit to the side and laugh. I mean, that would be helpful. Is that pro or con? House cat, I don't understand. Yeah, no, he already left. <laughs> he just stopped. He was in. summoned like Candyman. The intern could, Candyman, could, could, <laughs> like Saul Candyman. <laughs> You're saying the intern could cue the house cat whenever the house cat was needed. Remind me that the Flophouse house cat exists. <laughs> Your most popular characters. Too. I don't remember much of what I'm supposed to do here. <laughs> I think this is. We do need an intern, probably. No. But where would they just like live in your apartment? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, like what would like a, like a be? butler? Would he be like a toy and uh, <laughs> Richard Pryor's? Those the are toy? two different things. He wasn't a, a butler. But- he was not a butler. He was a toy. Hence the title of the film. He wasn't a toy butler. <laughs> no, no, he was a toy person. He was a slave. He <laughs> was like the toy subtext story. Of that film was. It was like Toy's Tory. Wait, what? Toy wait, Story. Wait, what? Toy Story. Oh, okay. Toy Story. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, until I got this uh, new job, I, I worked in a closet at, <laughs> in my current position. So uh, this this intern could live in my coat closet. That could be. I mean, uh, that seems like if anything, you should have learned a lesson about how much people don't like being nope. in closets. <laughs> I've I've only had the now, desire now to that Dan pass is, the misery along to yeah, others. You're more yeah, evil now, more machine than man. Now that Dan is out of the closet, <laughs> okay. Uh oh, so to speak. Sure. Good. <laughs> So do we? Huh. So Dan, you would be the one dealing with this person. So do you want an intern? No. So right. no. Yeah. It. yeah. The end. Okay. Well, but we appreciate the idea. Yep. We would pay a stipend of nothing. Sure. So send your resumes to Dan McCoy at danmccoy dot com. Um. One two three Dan McCoy Street. Care of the Flop House, Flop House Lane, Flop House, New Jersey, oh seven oh four Flop House. All right, so uh, last be sure to segment. mark your envelopes. Attention, What's internship the last coordinator. Bit? We have another. Uh, we have another letter. Well, you know, we should quickly we recommend things. We should quickly recommend a movie that we actually liked, as opposed to the roommate, which we did not care for. Okay, uh, Stuart, we didn't do, like it. Do you have a recommendation you would I'll like to? No, okay, Elliot. I know you have one queued up. I do. I would like to recommend the film "I Love You, Philip Morris," which I just saw a couple days ago after hearing a lot of good things about it from a lot of people. And you may have heard of it. You probably haven't seen it. It got a very small American release after being delayed for a long time. It was actually the rare American movie that's released overseas before it was released in America, uh, which is too bad. It's a kind of comedy drama about it, based on a true story about a con man slash serial prison escapist played by Jim Carrey in probably his best performance ever, uh, who falls in love with a fellow prison inmate played by Ewan McGregor, who also does a pretty good job. And it seems like the only thing that kept it from being released is that it is very 
open about the main characters being gay and having a sexual relationship and just not it's it's one of those movies where a character is gay but that's not really a plot point and it seems like people are uncomfortable with that at the moment but uh it was a good movie and i'd recommend it um i have not had a lot of time to watch movies recently get new jobs and stuff sure just living large you know what i'm saying yeah and in in charge occasionally Uh, like charles but uh so i'm gonna do my normal thing when i when i haven't had time to see a movie which is to stare at my dvd shelf Well, and, I, if uh, you want to, you can probably think of one while Stuart okay. Rankin's Castle Freak okay. or The Invisible Maniac. <laughs> nope. Uh, sure. Head of, uh, head of the family. It was, it was like, <laughs> come on, guys. Don't underestimate me. Uh, like a week or so ago was uh, Friday the 13th, so I rewatched Friday the 13th Part 7, uh, my favorite of the Friday the Which 13th one is that? movies. That's the one where it's Jason. It's actually took Manhattan, right? It's, it's right before. Uh, oh, that's that's the one eight. where Jason has been now, sunk to the bottom of a lake. Did he take Manhattan before or after the Muppets? Like, who currently has control of Manhattan? The Muppets. Uh, oh, no, they control. split control. It's a timeshare thing. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, go on. It is way better when the Muppets are in control. <laughs> yeah. Jason, it's kind of random. Um, he has he walks around slowly and kills people when they get too close. But in this movie, he begins... He opens a fashion agency. He, <laughs> he wears uh, he, Prada. He... Begins a life in the uh, in Crystal Lake, and he is awoken from his eternal slumber by a telekinetic girl who is accidentally uh, accidentally rises him from the dead when she tries to bring her dead drowned father back to life, and then he basically spends the rest of the movie battling this telekinetic girl, and then right before he kills her, her zombie dad drags him down to hell. It's pretty awesome. So, well, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. But you should still watch it because it's hilarious. Excellent. Well, I'm going to recommend... Friday the 13th, part 7. Part saying. 7. What's the subtitle? I don't remember. Jason Takes Manhattan? No, that's part 8. All right. From my DVD shelf, I'm going to recommend... Mission to Moscow? It is Mission uh, to Moscow. Talking, talking Heads Stop Making Sense. It's barely uh, even a movie. What do you mean it's barely... It's, it's the best concert film ever yeah, made. It's a concert film. In my opinion. Uh, Jonathan Demme... Who did uh, Silence of the Lambs, Something Wild, many other great films. And many bad films. Uh, yeah, recently, hour. recently bad films. But uh, before Silence of the Lambs and earlier, all good films. Did he and do the Conspiracy Theory or was that – no, that was Richard Donner, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Richard. He did the terrible uh, charade remake, Truth About Charlie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, he, but Stop Making Sense is very good. Stop Making Sense is, as I said, I think the best concert film – Ever made. Mm, didn't and, Never uh, Say Never, Justin Bieber film? Yeah, it just came out. <laughs> yeah. All right. well, Probably better because it's newer. New, yeah. I've been corrected. And they so, don't sing that, that um, uh, fantasy song. Sure. So uh, I guess you're right. I rescind my recommendation. No, Dan recommends Stop Making Sense. I have sense. no recommendations for this, this uh, week. Mm-hmm. Are you going to crawl back into your hermit crowd? I'm going <laughs> to crawl back into my uh, hermit hole. Oh, and, we really uh, we broke we we went too far. I'm sorry, yeah. Dad. He was so excited at the beginning of the podcast. I really need an intern to take my side on this. Provide <laughs> moral support. Yeah, we need an intern. <sighs> a lot of beer too, I think. Yeah. And All right. I well, let's go get, for more chicken. Let's get Stuart some more uh, beer. Elliot some more chicken. Me some moral support. So I'm going to sign off. Uh, my name has been Dan McCoy. Oh, uh, I'm Stuart Wellington, <laughs> and I am Ellie Kalen, and will continue to be after this is over. Good night, everyone. Living in a box. <laughs> <laughs>
Slap on your adult diapers. Sla- yep. <laughs> Accidentally catch yourself on a defective slap bracelet. Then jump up and down on your LA Lights shoes so the <laughs> lights and the heel can go on and off. Put your hyper color up to a toaster. <laughs> sure, yep. Where your uh, British Knight diamond cells. Go down to Pizza Hut for your Back to the Future 2 solar shades. <laughs> and to cash in all of your Book It points. Speaking of Book It, I, I was talking to is. a girl about how uh, when you're in, when Same. we were in elementary school, you would get, like, points yeah, for reading books that you could apply to getting a personal pan pizza. Yeah, we and she was like, so I ended up eating a lot of pizza because I love to read. I'm like, that's funny. I had to read because I loved eating pizza. Yeah. <laughs> 